0: we So we left off um, after the second uh, part of of uh, shifre um, after uh, Rabenu's attendant comes back to the boat to do the first night of the Seder with Rabbenu Akadosh. And um, that's where we left off. And on the first day of Pesach, uh, the order came that they needed to take this boat, this ship, this Turkish uh, ship that uh, Rabenu and the attendant were on, to the city and to tie it to the dock. And uh, they were also there on the second night of Pesach on the boat as well. They stayed there the first night and the second night. And on the second day, uh, Rabbanu's attendant went into the city to the bet knesset to shul to pray. And after he left bet knesset, he went with the sage, this wise man that we talked about above, um, Rav uh, Tzvi Horker's uh, brother-in-law. They went back to the, his house. And they ate and they drank. At the time of the meal, the Chacham gave a, a Torah, a lesson. Um, so the Chacham gave a Torah, a special lesson. Uh, an idea which he came up with uh, completely himself, an original idea of his own. Also, he gave lessons in the name of... Uh, this Torah was that he gave was also uh, in the name of other tzaddikim and also tzaddikim from our uh, our generation in our country, meaning in Eastern Europe. So he was mentioning Ashkenazi tzaddikim, basically. And he uh, basically requested from this man, uh, sorry, and uh, the sage requested from Rabbeinu's attendant, that he should also give a Torah... Uh, In the name of his teacher, Rabbi Nachman. The attendant gave an idea in the name of Rabbeinu. And this man had tremendous happiness and uh, pleasure, great pleasure from this word of Torah. And he said, Such words make me uh, happy deep inside. And after the meal, he, uh, the attendant returned back to the boat and the attendant of the sage was walking behind the uh, Rabbeinu's attendant uh, he was carrying good food for Rabbeinu so that he could enjoy the meal and as this man we were saying the attendant of the sage came to the boat holding the food of Rabenu. Um he seemed to have a face that was in gloom and in sadness, Depress, a depressed face. As <speaking> Rabenu <ineplicated> was looking at him, Rabenu <speaking ineplicated> automatically thought, just by looking at him, that it was forced that the matter had overturned, meaning that uh, their situation had gotten worse. Just by looking at the face of the attendant of the sage, Rabenu concluded, or implied that uh, it wasn't good for them. <speaking ineplicated> And uh, Rabenu thought to himself, who would, be, who would know what will, what will happen today? What will be born today? What's going to renew itself today? And Rabbeinu could not eat because of the pain and distress he was in. And the truth actually was like this. Because the sage, the tzaddik, forced this man, his attendant, to drink a lot of wine. And he got drunk. This man's face seemed like flushed when he came to Rabenu. was a little bit angry, weird. Strange. And because of his drunkenness. But Rabenu didn't know. And Rabenu asked him something and he did not respond anything. Only afterwards, They allowed this man to sleep on the boat for a few hours. Afterwards, he got up from his sleep and jokingly told Rabenu. This attendant of the sage we're talking about. You did not know that they made me drunk. Because they forced me, they pressed me to drink more than I could because of the simcha of the day of the holiday. And uh, this, uh, the attendant sage, the sage of the the, yeah, the attendant of the sage, told Rabenu all the things that the sage did to him that caused him to be drunk. And now Rabbeinu had a pleasantness, he had a happiness, because he was relieved. And then he was able to eat his meal. Sa'if Chavdalet. And this is going to be the last Sa'if of, uh, of today's podcast. On the first day of the Cholamod, on the first day of the, um, the middle four days of Chag which which are allowed to do Menachah, etc. Um, on the first day of Cholamod, Halacha Ishteya Chacham. This man, the attendant of Rabbanu, went to the sage. And the sage advised him to do something pretty smart. The sage told Rabbanu's attendant, Smuggle all the money that you have on your boat um, and bring it to me. And bring it into the city so that they won't steal your money because you guys over there are helpless. So bring it, to, into, uh, bring it with me, into the, bring it back to the city, smuggle it, make it uh, seem as if you're not holding anything, bring it to the city. And uh, did exactly so. Afterwards, the wise man with two wealthy and prominent individuals in the city, uh, they went and they told the captain of the, the ship, Give us these two people give us these two souls. We want these two people. attendant. and his attendant. And the captain responded to them, what is, uh, what is your connection to these people, basically? What do you have to do with these people? They are mine. As they belong to no one when they came on board. Basically, I merited them because they were Hefkel. They were free. They were, uh, what do you call it? They were already, uh, nobody cared about them anyway. So they're not mine. Because nobody, uh, they didn't belong to anyone in the first place. And the, the captain, sorry, continues to go explaining to the sage and the and, uh, wealthy people behind him. All the difficulties that they went through. All the travail that they went through. On the road, on the boat. As they were traveling. And he said, And not only that. It's not only this, that which I'm telling you. But there's lots more. But basically, there wasn't a moment without distress. And this is a phrase brought down in the Shlach uh, Kadosh. Rabbi uses it in Shichot Aran. In sikhah 308, the, uh, the last Shichot Aran, Rabbi brings this inyan. Um, there was not a moment without distress. And the captain tells the, the sage, And these two people, this attendant and this other tzaddik, we could have uh, drowned him in the sea if we wanted to. We could have sold them to Arabs. Could have done whatever we want. All their money, all their belongings, it belongs to us. No one would have said a word or complained anything if I took whatever I wanted. But what can I do? Their fortune reaches the highest heaven, to the heart of the heaven. But not, because not only is it that God did for them an awesome miracle like this. that with their fortune uh, they reached the, the boat, uh, they got lucky that the boat even reached its destination. But also to the point where God did a miracle that He completely overturned my heart and He made me go crazy in thinking and allowing one of the attendants to enter the city. As we saw above, Rabbi Nathan writes that Hashem did an awesome miracle to allow the captain to, to say something against his own will even. To allow this attendant to enter the city with him to go buy food. Uh, a tremendous miracle, and the captain is saying this: that uh, you guys are lucky that I even said something like this. The captain admits he's saying now it's certain that I have no absolute, I have no permission whatsoever, even to take any of their money. The captain said like this to the sage, just so that my crew doesn't get angry with me. And uh, get uh, uh, doesn't uh, cause an outrage. Give me 200 taler this currency, and uh, take them from my boat. and the sage did so. They gave him immediately the uh, the amount they demanded. Uh, the captain demanded And uh, the sage and these wealthy prominent men saved Rabbanun his attended from these thieves, from these robbers, murderers. They saved, uh, saved Rabbeinu and his attendant from death to life, from servitude to redemption. And uh, that's it for today. But that's we continue next podcast with Seif Khafei.